The Empire Nextel Podcast, episode 15. I'm your host, Dorf, joined each and every week by Josh. How's it going tonight, Josh? Awesome, man. How are you? Not too bad. Um, on tonight's program, we're talking money and politics. As you can, if you're watching this in the video form, you can see on your screen, free speech or uh, legalized corruption. Um, we're first going to go over a couple of articles here tonight. Uh, specifically about current happenings on the subject, uh, that being involving um, Mike Bloomberg, uh, many Mike, New York City Mayor, uh, founder of the Bloomberg News Network. Uh, You're using Trump's speech. <laughs> professional mini person. Um, he, he, he is very small, <laughs> but he is also very loaded. Um, I'm... You, you're you're starting off with the fact Mike Bloomberg and I are the same. I know you. Well, you are very small as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Mike Mike Bloomberg uh, is is has pledged to spend a hundred million dollars in his own money. Uh, yes, see it. This man who uh, he already spent over a hundred million dollars in his attempt to run for president this cycle uh, just to get like two percent in the polls and, and bow out. Um, is going to spend another hundred million of his personal fortune to try and uh, conquer the swing state of Florida for Joe Biden. Um, let's get right into that one. Um, <coughs> let's. Uh, this isn't the first time, you know. If if you know in the, in the aftermath of the, the Sandy, Sandy Hook shooting, uh, the you saw the moms demand. Or an act, you know, action and the every town for, you know, against gun violence groups. I, I don't think that's their official names, but you know what I'm talking about. Uh, mm -hmm. Pop up. Those are Mike Mike Bloomberg. Is going to bankroll the collection committees, which is perfectly. By the way, under the rules of the game, his activity is perfectly legal. To he's going to spend a hundred million dollars of his own money, which is probably. If I had to guess, five times what the actual Biden campaign will spend and be able to spend in the state, um, who swing it for Joe Biden? Um, I personally think it's shitty, um, but at the same time, um, Josh from Money Speech. Well, you know, okay, I, I want to kind of start with this. With you know, you brought up Bloomberg. In my opinion, in my, you know, un unfettered opinion, I guess, this is something that I've thought for quite some time, but in the last year, in the last six months, and especially in the last week, this has been solidified with me. I have no idea how Mike Bloomberg got so rich. I do. The guys do. Do you want to know? In, 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 in my view. Oh, well, I'm being – if you want to jump in with it, you can. Oh, okay. I, so he founded a, a highly you know, successful, done. highly, highly successful data analytics firm, um, which that – the profits from that have made him insanely wealthy. And and that's, that's great. I respect his right to, um, you know, his, his right to his own capital. That's great. Um, whether or not Mike Bloomberg is, I, I'm sure he's a brilliant financial mind. I'm sure that he has um, made great choices when it comes to uh, furthering. E even if some luck was involved, he still made great choices in furthering the investments and the um, and, and where his company's gone. Then that, that's great. Um, I, I still think the guy is an idiot. Um, whether or not he's a useful idiot or a non-useful idiot, th that's what I can't quite figure out. You know, whether or not um, the system, he's using the system or the system is using him, again, I'm just still working on figuring that out. I know that um, 
he is statist and elitist and that he does not give a damn about um, your liberty and that although he wouldn't put it this way or his people wouldn't let him put it this way he absolutely positively thinks that he has more rights than you because he is richer than you and because he's richer than you he's better than you so therefore you should listen to him he also believes that when a person gets into power whether they get there by through financial means or get voted in as mayor of new york or as not president of the united states that 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 gives them the right to take away your rights you know that um that he, he's not there to be an executive he's there to be a ruler yeah, I mean, I think he, he absolutely believes that and has demonstrated that. So now, <clears throat> does does his money does does his money? How how did you phrase the actual question? So I'm not. So I'm, it, so well, I'm, it's not uh, necessarily just his money, but his money in general speech. Um, is is spending money a protected <laughs> First Amendment action? Well, it's not just spending money in general. It's spending money on political activity, a protected First Amendment right. In your mind. Um, we're we're going to cover the case law at the end of the episode, but in your mind. Right. What is it? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know me, Dorf. I, I, I'm, I'm not going to give a shit about the case law because, I mean, it's I, – I have no problem saying that a, a, a law has corrupted a, a good idea, you know, through, through any means. But um, – I do not believe necessarily that money equals free speech, but I believe that you have the right to spend your money how you want. So if, if one wants to say that falls under the First Amendment, then I guess that's fine. I, to me, money has always granted power, but money does not grant you rights. Um, the rich have always been powerful and privileged that basically cannot be changed and I don't think it's the government's job to change it so do you have the right to use your money to put your opinion out there sure do you have the right to use your money to quell the opinion of someone else no you do not okay but I mean that that's mostly just my opinion Hmm. I had never thought about it that way. Um, the I, anyway, I'm going to go through the. I've got the article here. You, if you're watching us on video, can follow. Ah. Florida is a unique case as well with, um, I mean, Jeb, Jeb Bush and his Latino family have done a lot. Just, I mean, as a, as a single, as an individual, 
he has done a lot to change the Latino vote of Florida, you know? So, I mean, Jeb Bush has done well in Florida with Latino voters. George W. Bush did well in Florida with Latino voters. These are, um, you know, so it is kind of a unique case there. Yeah, it is true, but at the same time, it's it, if even if you look at the graphic polling in other uh, areas of the country with large Latino populations, Donald Trump's polling success this cycle isn't unique in Florida. So, mm-hmm. um, so Mike Bloomberg, and it, it, you know, if <sighs> Florida is an incredibly key state, no matter what way you slice it for both sides, um, it's not a take it or you lose scenario. But uh, things really, really get harder for you if you're Donald Trump. You're going to have to sweep the Midwest, which is looking hard. Um, specifically, he's taking some step backs in, in uh, Michigan. Um, Florida compared, compared is the largest swing state. It is. I mean, it is the largest swing state. Well, Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania might be in play now, which it hasn't been in play nationally. It, it hasn't been sure. traditionally in play nationally for a while, but. Yeah, you just you're gonna hopefully get a large if you're if you're Donald Trump you're gonna get a large rural Pennsylvania turnout because oh by the way, mm-hmm. you know those jobs that you've you know finally got to work these last this last decade Joe mm-hmm. Biden has promised to get rid of them because uh, you know he wants to ban fracking even though he's flip flopped on that. Um, the, right. Don't don't I mean, let's Florida let's not kid our let's not kid ourselves the uh, the real person who'll be running the White House that being uh, Kamala Harris uh, is not a fan of the domestic energy industry. And you can uh, essentially start a Great Depression in the Dakotas and Pennsylvania specifically if you were to, to ban fracking because of some stupid cherry-picked documentary made by Hollywood. Sure. No, I. but it is, you know, to, to go back to your point about those things, Florida is the fourth largest state in the Union. Pennsylvania is the seventh largest, and they are states that are in play. Um, you so I mean you can argue that Florida very well may be the most important state. But electoral college, you know, in play, you know, the three largest states, California, Texas, and New York, are pretty much spoken for. Texas is so, getting Texas is getting more purple. It's not a I keep hearing that, but does anyone really think it's Trump's not a state Texas? that you can just not have to worry about and count on anymore? It'll still probably go red this cycle, um, mm-hmm. but it's no longer a guaranteed thing. You'll have to spend some money in time campaigning there. None of none of them are. I mean, I, ah, I, California, I and New York uh, are for Democrats. Um, uh, who's who was the last president from California? Reagan. Yeah, he's Republican, wasn't he? Who yeah, was the one uh, before that? It was also thirty years ago, Nixon. Yeah, yeah, Nixon. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's been two Republican presidents, one in my lifetime, one a little bit. Yeah, before well, my at lifetime. that at that time, California was a Republican stronghold, and and you know, it's flipped just as far opposite uh, the other way. Uh, in the Where, where's Arnold Schwarzenegger from again? Austria. <laughs> good one. Good one. Hey, I'm not, I, no, I'm not I, wrong no. there. You're not, you're not, but where was he governor of? California. Again, California. Gotta say yeah, it right. Exactly. You have to so say I'm it right. Just, Cal- California. You, you can. I mean, I mean uh, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, George Pataki, uh, Rudy Giuliani, these are Republicans, very famous Republicans from New York and and California. Ronald Reagan, you know, the... Uh, the, the you know God to many Republicans from California. I, they they do exist, and one has to remember that there are more Republicans in California than, than there, there are, are in any other state. Right. Yeah. Or or damn near any other. Not in Texas, but uh, yeah, you know, d- uh, damn near any other state. So, um, <laughs> well, when you figure <clears throat> about you know forty forty percent of California isn't more than. Uh, you know, sixty-five percent of Texas. So, but but and, and, but you're right. You know, I know you can't you can't ever stop campaigning, but you have to believe as a national candidate, you have to believe that your supporters in California, Texas, and New York, and in other strongholds are going to do your job there. Yes, you still have to 
put in some work, but for the most part, you you gotta hope and and depend on the fact that you're going to take those. So, which is an, another reason that the electoral college all, often gets criticized is that, um, you know, if, if the popular vote mattered, like Donald Trump couldn't have hung out in Texas and and picked up more votes, like a Democrat couldn't hang out in Cal. But it doesn't matter. You have to take that state. You don't want to use the words "take it for granted," but well, let's say it. You got to take it for granted. It's electoral math. Yeah, I mean, you have to. You yeah. Gotta do what you got. You got to play the game here, and that's the way the game is played. Right. The rules. Uh, if you don't like them, um, too bad. And uh, right. You know, where, 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 cry about legitimacy, uh, you still lose. Um, so, uh, the, the idea that Mike Bloomberg is spending $100 million, that's a large number. I can't think of a Republican mega donor that does the same thing. Up until the 20, even through the 2016 election cycle, you always heard about the Koch brothers, the Koch brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, they do similar activities, not quite to the scale. They just have a, a name that's in short, and you know they're easy to make demons of. Right. Although I think, believe one of them has passed since then. I believe he, he's passed. Yes, on. yeah, one, one did. Um, one did die. Charles and David Koch, that being, um, I forget which one is the one who's pa- passed on at this point. But um, I, I, I forgot. So this isn't a uniquely uh, Democrat or liberal or, or progressive thing. Um, I, I also forgot too, but one of them as I recall, is very conservative, and one of them is basically like a libertarian. Correct. So the idea that they're, like, controlling the right wing, yes, they, they, they've thrown a lot of money at, and the same you know, thing, at like, these causes. The, but the idea that their ideology is controlling the right wing really doesn't work the same way that people want to point fingers at. Really controls the Republicans, what, what you know... Planned Parenthood spends like eight times as much money. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> do they control the Democrats? No, no one's ever accused them of that. Um, but at the same time, like, it just on a like a, a personal or moral level, is this okay? I'm, I'm not talking law or, or effectiveness or sure the put you know real politique of the situation. Is is somebody being able to spend the lifetime earnings of let's say 27 or to 30 average Americans in one election cycle in one state. Is that okay? Um, yes, I think it is. And I mean, if I know I'm not, um, not smart enough or not, uh, I don't know. What's the opposite of lazy? <laughs> Um, uh, sure, motivated. That's a good one. Uh, I, motivated. I, I don't think I'm smart enough or motivated enough to become a, you know, a multi-billionaire. But if I was, or if I, even if I did something dumb to get my money, like inherited it, or um, won the lottery, won the won the Powerball, the Mega Millions. No, I I think I would use that money to do what I think was the right thing, to support causes that I think are just and are right. And I truly believe that I would do that for the right reasons. Perhaps Mike Bloomberg is too. I mean, perhaps he is doing this for the... I, I think Mike Bloomberg is a power-hungry piece of garbage, personally. You know, I mean, I, I do, too. I, I do, too. I the, the guy has... Oh, me me as well. I mean, it, just the... This this action, the, the, the commitment to spend the $100 million is not what convinced me of that. It's... Typically, his his loathing of the little the the peons and their blue collar guys are just rights. they're just not as smart um, as people who that, sit behind that the desk and, and you the, know, punch a keyboard. That you know the the guys the 
you know, and, guys you know, who the, swing the hammers for a living that, or know, the, uh, the country work a plow for a living. Just simply, just they're just not as smart. They what is what is the word he used? Okay. He, Honestly, fuck that. I I, I believe yeah, his exact quote was they just simply do not have the gray matter that it takes to you know to work a computer. I believe it was his exact quote. Um, listen, I they're rubes and they just go they're un, unsophisticated unsophisticated rubes and they just don't get it. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually, you know, I'm a guy that, you know, has uh, swung a hammer for, a, yeah, you know, so, you know, so he's actually say, talking about me directly. Wow. Um, I, I didn't even know yeah, that. That's this, I, as a as a keyboard puncher. I mean, um, I, I find I, these I these uh, <laughs> these quotes to be. I would be offended by them if I didn't find them to you're be. You're a hammer swinger. And, I'm a. Um, you're a hammer swinger. Yeah, I'm a I, keyboard I puncher. And that, I don't like that, that either. He's the one that sounds like a fool for saying them, rather than the, you know, the guy working the plow or, you know, or however you want to focus it. Yeah. Oh yeah. The other way around. Mm-hmm. Hell, farming machinery is so complicated at this point. Most you know, most in- farmers have at least a bachelor's degree, right? In, in order to get your GMO seeds to grow, you essentially need a biology degree uh, or you know, a degree specifically in agriculture like one that the uh, Michigan State University offers. Um <laughs> Or hell, you need to practically go to vet school to raise, uh, you know, livestock anymore. Uh, and it, hell, to run a, a damn harvester, you need to have a, a computer engineering or electrical engineering degree right. to even operate the damn thing. So the, the idea no, that mean, it's just really seriously throw, take, throw seeds in on, on dirt take and you know, a, let the sky I mean, fall. And, and we're gonna uh, go with wow, the best well, of the best here too. Would they take a totally ignorant statement to like any state how crops are done? Take one of their um, you know, very successful farmers, <laughs> and actually pick, pick, pick one, pick one that doesn't have the college degree, just for the hell of it. You know, because because you're gonna find ones that they're, they're probably all gonna be smart enough to have said college degree, but some are just gonna be There's farmers in take every one state. Of those farmers and put them in Mike Bloomberg's shoes and make him run that company. For 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 a month, will he do as good a job as Mike Bloomberg? I don't know, but I got to imagine that it's it's gonna be all right. Actually, now take Mike Bloomberg. Try to imagine Mike Bloomberg working a farm ten hours a day. Ten hours, shit. It's a farmer. Fourteen hours a day. <laughs> that doesn't matter. No, I I want I want I want prime. I want prime Mike Bloomberg. I want him in his best shape ever. I will, you know, in his best shape ever. I want twenty nine year old. Well, Mike I know Bloomberg he's like he's like eighty, to, uh, but like mini to, Mike to work a farm for a month. Can 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 he will not can the dude uh, the pick up a bale of hay? <laughs> he will not. He will not survive the experience. I mean, it's it, it's a it's a hilarious, sympathetic thing. Listen, you got, if for those of you who listened to me in the past, I know Dorf knows this about me. Not a Trump fan. But while while Bloomberg was running, not. at the time, I was saying to people who knew how I vote, saying to them, "You want me to? You want me to vote for Trump? But, you know, g- give the nomination to Mike Bloomberg." You know. Well, it's not even give them at, at the time. I think we we. Right. We I don't think we were on the air at that point, but I think you and I had discussions. I, I think if he could have, he would have. I really, I, I think if he could have, he would have. At one point, it looked like he was going to try that, but hey. Uh, well, just to, we tried, to your point, so. Dorf, I believe what you're referencing is we did anyway, discuss anything else this on Mike Bloomberg, when we were both on the Empire uh, Media on the uh, show we did on Tom... Yeah, it was the show we did on Tom yeah. Steyer. 
we, we was talked it that about far this. back? I don't even remember. And which was supposed to be the beginning of, um, you know, a right. Yep, that's it. A series, if you will, on all the different Democratic candidates, but it just it became so impossible to keep our lunches down trying that series that uh, you know we only did about three or four of them instead of everyone, and we never did get to Mike Bloomberg before he dropped out after getting like yeah. seven votes, like. Like a million bucks a vote or something. Yeah. I think it was 59, 59 delegates. He probably spent. I mean, like you're $2 talking about a guy. A and just just for reference, you need. I mean, you're you're talking about a guy that literally no one supported the man for president. I mean, you really can say that. He the dude bought every single vote. I mean, every person that voted for that guy basically voted for him because, like, oh, I saw seventeen of his commercials on the way in. I can't get his head, his you know, his his name out of my head. I mean, it's a pathetic run for the presidency. Arguably, the most pathetic presidential run. Um, and most, you know, wasteful presidential run in American history. But, hey, at least people in New York can't have, you know, 17-ounce sodas. Statist pig. Right. Yeah. Now, he is... When... Like and to me, if 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 the if the Josh Houselander dictionary, the Josh Houselander Urban Dictionary, like came in print form, like when you looked up "statist pig," it would just be a you know, a a a stolen, uncredited picture of Mike Bloomberg. Is basically he's basically the worst of his kind. And and to make matters worse, Dorf, he he discredited and um, he he brought shame upon short people around the world. <laughs> he, you know, yeah, that's like that's, uh, you know, I'm just thinking like, man, I can't know, think of a better if, one. If than I that, ran, that's, would that's I be mini one. Josh? I, All know, right, I, I don't, don't want to be mini Josh. I just want to be Josh. But it's like you know, I I don't want to stick up for the guy either because it's like he really sucks, like really bad. But still, it's like you know, I mean, he <laughs> has it hard enough already. He sucks because he sucks. Why does why does why does he have to why does he have to suck because he, he doesn't have to be mini Mike? He just why can't he just be sucky Mike? I, I yeah, I digress. Yeah, I mean I I I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I don't normally get offended by my shortness, but I mean, come on, you're killing us. You're killing your folk. <laughs> <laughs> Shitty Mike. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right, moving on here. So the conservative or the uh, liberal or progressive, what are you going to call it, bundling site Act Blue? It's a site that the a, was made essentially at the behest of, of progressive causes and, and almost exclusively used by Democrats um, is for small dollar fundraising. Uh, debuted, I believe, back in 2012. Um, some you know as part of federal election commission requirements donations made to candidates have limits um i forget what the exact number is but it's, it's like five thousand bucks um, i think it might be too high either way um the act blue is a a pseudo official dnc fundraising platform um that collects small dollar donations and bundles them and there it's a pass through so it's not technically the donation isn't being made by act blue they're just collecting the money for a fee 2019 the data has been published for donor data for 2019 and the 
conservative <laughs> watchdog or activist group, whatever you want to call it, has looked into the Act Blue data, and somehow three hundred and forty-six million dollars is uh, donated to Democrats or, or progressive causes uh, by people who are listed as unemployed. Now that could be truly unemployed. That could be homemakers or retired people. They all kind of fall into that basket. But average donation of $74 per head made by unemployed people. Does that sound fishy to you? Or is, uh, if you believe uh, Orange Man, uh, Tangerine Mussolini, that uh, is this foreign money laundering? Is this uh, the Democrats um, using foreign well, this, you know, this illegal is why people I who are eligible to spend money donating as, to candidates you know, um, uh, to say a domestic election here? Or is this just that, uh, really the Democrats are really good at getting people who don't people. have things like campaign finance reform you know i mean mccain feingold's uh big campaign finance reform where it was this like listen i know that i am a failure in trying to reach out to people to say hey can't you people see that the system is against you can't you people see that the the government isn't your friend isn't isn't helping you out but i i've been trying that for years and i'm failing miserably so i'm gonna do this i realize that the vast majority of people out there are binary and think that you know one half of the duopoly that runs our country is good and the other half is bad do you republicans out there really trust the democrats to not cheat <gasps> okay, I just pissed off half the world. Okay, or half the country. Do you Democrats out there really um, think that the Republicans won't cheat? Okay, now there, now now I got you back and pissed off the other half. They're they're cheaters. They're going to use the system, and it's not even cheating when you are technically right. No, you're right. You actually are right. If you are absolutely right, Dorf. If you're not cheating, you're not trying, and the if you truly believe that your message that your goal is more important than the system itself which the democrats believe that and the republicans believe that if if you believe that then you are going to at the very least cheat within the rules you know i mean cheating would be to absolutely positively break the rules but you're at the very least going to push the limits of the rules you know i mean this is like don't no one in basketball says well traveling's bad traveling is so bad that i'm going to actually you know i get a step and a half but i'm gonna make sure i never even take more than a, a half step i'm gonna dribble even more than is necessary because i love the game so much no you're going to you are going to push. You are going to push the every limit of that. You know, like oh, I you know, I just love the game of football so much that you know there there's rules about unnecessary roughness. So I'm just going to make sure I really am not rough at all. No, that that is not how it works. You are going to if you don't cheat. And again, you Democrats out there think the Republicans are definitely going to cheat because they suck. And you Republicans out there think that the Democrats are definitely going to cheat because they suck. But you are at the very least going to push the limits of your thing. And I mean, I hate to quote George W. Bush here, but it was George W. Bush who described, at the time it was the McCain-Feingold bill, not even law, it later became law, but he described it as unilateral disarmament, I believe. Basically him saying that you're doing this, but you're not you're, – you're purposely discounting the unions, which you know have big-time agendas. Like this is uh, – this, this is screwing us up. Why, why would you do that? Why would you do that? You know, even if the idea isn't bad, the, the methodology sucks. So you're looking at this. Basically what's happening is when you – Overregulate things. People think that overregulating things or regulating things in general will diminish the power, but it doesn't. When you regulate things, all it does is it it allows the powerful who have the ability to work within the regulations to thrive, while those who 
do not have set ability, not only they, they they can't even function. It it can't it, it can't work for them at all. So when you have things like campaign finance reform, which leads to it leads to this because people can't give everything they want to a candidate, they have to find new ways to spend that money. You were going to spend X amount of money on this campaign. You're a rich dude, and you were going to spend X amount of dollars on the 2020 campaign because it's important to you. It's your money, goddammit. And it's your money, and you, I need you it decided now. <laughs> <laughs> they decided they were going to do it. You can't stop them. So they're going to do it, and they're going to do it one way or the other. And there's still plenty of legal methods. This leads to things like, I don't know, Dorf, you old enough to remember, jeez, uh, what was it called? The uh, skiff boat captains against John Kerry? No. You old enough to remember that I would have been... Oh, yeah, this was... That would have been, what, you two... two oh, four. Uh, oh, four? I would have been in middle school. I was... Uh, I didn't okay. really pay attention at that point. Okay, it's basically this was the... Because campaign finance reform said that these groups couldn't give it to it anymore, they just basically took out their own ads. They started an independent, completely legal, 100% legal. They just took out their own ads on TV. And uh, the idea being John Kerry was at one point a skiff boat captain in Vietnam. He, uh, he messed up, um, and some people died. And it was kind of a, if the story is true, it's kind of a shameful thing that maybe he did or didn't do. JFK had a similar thing for, for you know, yeah, these JFK students of history was out on there a that. boat in World War II that got sunk. He almost died. Right, right. And he was, and, and he was the, and, and some other people did die. Mm-hmm. And he was the, um, you know, he was the officer. He wasn't a captain. He was a young officer. officer, yeah. Right, right. And it is similar to John Kerry. John Kerry was, you know, an officer on the skiff boat, and people died that day. You know what? I've I've never been on a skiff boat in, um, you know, in Nam or in, you know, or in a, in a tiny boat taking fire in, in World War II, and I'm not really ready to throw people under the bus for it and trust me i'm no john Kerry fan by the way um i in fact i'm you know the opposite of call, a john Kerry you, fan you know not that you're not a fan but you're definitely the opposite yeah exactly but i i'm not really ready to um criticize this uh, you know to criticize that but but because of that these groups started and they just use their money which is their money to use you got a couple of you know, old, rich Navy veterans that started this fund made a ton of money. They were George W. Bush supporters, and they just ripped John Kerry apart with the, with these ads. And what was so nice for George W. Bush is that he got to say, when they said, well, what about this, you know, skiff boat captains? And I might be saying the, the title completely wrong. It's been years since I thought about this. But when people mentioned it to George W. Bush and said, well, what about the skiff boat captains for Kerry? They're saying terrible things about him and putting their message all over the world. He said, I told you campaign finance report reform sucked. <laughs> like, what do you want from me? Like I told you before, remember when John McCain was trying to run against me for the nomination? And I told you that that's a terrible idea and it, like not to do it. And he lost to me, went back to the Senate and passed it. Like... Dude sucked. The bill sucked. John Kerry and John McCain were like, you know, the Republican Democrat odd couple, best buds in the in the Senate, and he passed this thing and it it, it screwed over his homeboy. What, like, what do you want? Like, these ideas suck. So many people think that they can just take these like, oh, it's bad that rich people are doing you know things with their money that we don't like. <laughs> And, and this is what happens. You try to regulate it, and it gets worse. If if rich people want to want to waste their money on dumb stuff, I, I say let them. Let them. I, I, I don't know. You know, let 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 them spend their money on dumb stuff. 
I mean, Mike Bloomberg wants to spend a hundred million bucks. I mean, I can't. I'm not in the position financially, you know, as the uh, as the like electric company and you know, as the people, you know, sending me bills in the mail. I am certainly not in the position to, you know, call a billionaire dumb. I, I'm I'm certainly not. But if you if you had a hundred million bucks to I I don't know. I mean, spend it, bro. I, I don't know. I mean, I think you're an idiot. I, I don't know what to say about it. Or or there's something else in it for you. And and then you get into conspiracy stuff, right? You know, then it's oh, take your tinfoil hat off, Josh. What are you talking about? You know, you know. But you know, I I think that uh, this this money's buying him some sort of power. Either the money's buying him some sort of power. And there is a larger cabal involved here, if you will. Or dude's an idiot. I mean, seriously, dude is just an idiot. I mean, he's got a hundred million bucks to drop. And I can see somebody being foolish with money. People are foolish with large sums of money all the time. But that's not Mike Bloomberg. If he was going to be foolish with his money, he could have done that years ago. He could have made his first hundred million bucks, quit working went to the casino, picked up some chicks. I don't know. You know, I mean, there's plenty of ways to blow money on dumb things. It, he's had plenty of opportunities to blow money on dumb things throughout his long, wealthy life. But he's just now choosing it to do this. So I, I got to feel like he's getting something from this. He's getting something out of it. He wants to play God. Or, yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he's getting something out of it. Or, or but, but it's not working for playing God because people hate him. I mean, really, I mean, people hate the guy. Nobody likes Mike Bloomberg. You know, I mean, the, the Democrats don't like him. The Republicans loathe him. I mean, this is a guy that's been, he's been elected as a Republican, a Democrat, and an Independent, technically. Or he's, you know, he's held every one of those positions. But, I mean, leave the state of, of New York and... I mean, he's like, he's, he's like the Wicked Witch of the West. You know, but I, I guess it'd be the East. You know, uh, you know, he's like he's like the Wicked Witch. You know, as soon as he leaves there, like like his powers don't work here. You know, like like get get a, get away from us. Yeah, you know, I mean, as soon as he you know leaves, you know, leaves the West and goes into the Munchkin City, where you think he belongs, they they would they they tell him. Uh, dude, we're like, like, so much. All right, I I I went with at least an established nickname, but Jesus, man, now we're gonna get in trouble with like. The, the folks that own the trademarks on Willy Wonka now. Hey, come on, dude. Listen, I, I'm allowed to say Munchkin. I'm, I'm three inches shorter than the average average male. That, that's my word, okay? Huh? <laughs> you, you can't. You can't take that from me. Yeah, you you could you should be able to be in trouble for saying that. But I mean, I, I'm as a Munchkin, I can I can say it. <laughs> as a but member it, of the Munchkin Guild, you're allowed to. Uh... <laughs> As mayor of the Munchkin City in the county of the Land of Oz, I I can say this, but um, listen, I I don't know why Mike Bloomberg is doing this. It's it's, I mean, it's it's either nefarious or it's stupid, and we can't rule out both. Um, that's that's basically, you know, all I can say. Tom Steyer's the same thing. He's he's. I, you could you could call Tom Steyer Mini Mini Mike, uh, I, um, and he's basically <laughs> he's, he's Mini Mike, but he's not worth anywhere near as much money. Right, right. He's you know he's uh, he's he's like the he's like the Mike Bloomberg wannabe, uh, Mike Bloomberg sidekick. Um, you know, Mini Mike and Robin. I I don't know. However you want to you want to say it, that that's basically what's what's going down here, and um. So, so you can believe, believe either way, it is his money, right? I mean, you know, if if they didn't have all these regulations and and silly laws, then he wouldn't have to, you know, do dumb things to hide it. Yeah, you know, is it really those dudes? Is it really men and women who are, uh, you know, unemployed, giving that much money? I don't know. I mean, it, those numbers do seem weird to me. They seem fishy. At the same time, there's a lot of rich, retired people. You know. Well, they may not be retired. retired they're people. mature in age, but either way. 
Mm-hmm. Do do they usually vote um, for um, Republicans? Super for super statist Democrats? No, they or, usually vote for know, big government Republicans. Yeah, I mean, do they usually vote for um, the uh, the Democrat who gets up on the stage and talks, and the other Democrats look at him like, "Who's this statist?" <laughs> like like what happened with uh, with Bloomberg. <laughs> I, you're, no, you're a they white don't. male, sir. Typically. You are not allowed to. You're an old white guy. You're not allowed to win. But this old white guy can. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't know. You know. I mean, if you want, if you want my um my conspiracy, you know, my uh, razor edge conspiracy theory, if you will. I kind of believe that, and I mean, I know this is kind of like shadow government speech, and I'm not trying to use those terms, but... Josh, you know, I, I, I think as part of our, our ongoing here, we're going to have to make tinfoil hats and have them on the standby, that we have to put them on our heads when we're talking like yes. this. Yes, oh, totally, totally. I should probably... I, mine's underneath my hat. I just don't tell anyone. Um, <laughs> uh, but, uh, listen, if you ask me, yes, there are kind of many, like, shadow governments, if you will, that are definitely um, the, the perf- administrations. The, the, uh, there are administrations that live on. The, the administrative, me, the, I mean, the, the administrative state is what I'd call it. It's like the, the professional, sure. career, the career bureaucrats who think they set policy. <coughs> Alexander Vindman. Oh, sorry, did I, right. that guy's well, name come out of my mouth? I mean, if... He's know, a if whistleblower, can... though, so I, I, I'm, we're probably banned from YouTube now. I'm sorry. You know, for for those of you who are going, eh, oh, shut up, Dorf and Josh, you suck. For those of you saying that because we're taking the no, actually, it's not a conspiracy. I mean, there, every president that leaves office retains a staff and secret service, and and they are still involved, and they do, in essence, have Hell, their own most, government. Most they're, members they're of not ruling elites anymore. They're, I mean, you look no at most ruling, most... but they still can, they still hold that that position most living members of like former cabinet members that leave on good terms or you know just their their government loses or turns out um guys with security clearances keep their security clearance and the reason for that is essentially so if the current secretary of defense has a conundrum and wants some advice he can call the old guy and mm-hmm. give him the classified information and, and pick his brain on it. That's that's the idea. However, you've seen in even under the Trump administration, you've got former Obama intelligence officials that have used that, um, you know, connected with the, the permanent bureaucratic state. Uh, they're, they're still current security clearance to essentially leak shit that's negative about the president to the public. Um, quite frankly, if I, you know, I have a security lightest security clearance you can get due to the nature of my my day job if i did shit like that not that i have access to anything like that essentially can look at Mm -hmm. declassified blueprints that's about what i can do um you or i were to do that we'd be in prison would charge under the espionage act and you know we we would never see the light of day again and and they wouldn't think twice about about absolutely. No, I mean, this the this country uh, has you know I, I I didn't include it in tonight's show prep because uh, Josh, I don't think you had time to listen to a three hour podcast today. But uh, I didn't. Joe Rogan had Edward Snowden on again. Uh, that was published awesome. today, uh, and they discussed this and just like the people who have blown the whistle on actions of the U.S. Intelligence Committee, including himself, and those who didn't get out of the country are all rotting in prison. They were charged as spies. They they didn't go after, you know, even though there was a, a decision that essentially found the program that Snowden had blown the whistle on to be unconstitutional. That was, that was uh, I believe, the U.S. Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals um, ruled on that this week. The program's been disbanded, so it's irrelevant at this point. But... Um, the stuff that Edward Snowden blew the whistle on was unconstitutional. Right. Whistleblower statutes that protect people like that. Yet Edward Snowden still has an open warrant for espionage. He'll never be able to come home without a pardon. I mean, listen, whether whether people want to believe my 
you know, my, my rants or not, whether people want to try to label me a conspiracy theorist, that's fine. But listen, Barack Obama, George W. Bush, Bill Clinton, Jimmy Carter, and George Bush Sr. while he was alive, Ronald Reagan while he was alive, all these people wake up every morning and they get a security briefing. They they have they have secret they they still have a full staff. They have secret service and these people get a security briefing every single morning. That's a government. That's a staff. That's an administration. Those administrations never die. They never go away. What you do with it, I don't know. It seems like Barack Obama still seems pretty he, well interested he, in took a, he took a couple of years off, but he's incredibly politically active again. Right. I mean, George, does, whereas uh, compared to George W. Bush, uh, after the unveiling of his portrait at the White House, you really no, except I mean, did, he, and, he said he said orange man bad a couple times. But other than that, that's that's really it. Yeah. I mean, George W. Bush, if, if you believe the uh, the press, it seems like he puts his in a shredder and picks up his paintbrush. I, you know, yeah, I, you know, he just, lives a quiet life on his ranch and paints all day. Like that's right. I mean, dude, dude seems kind of. But uh, you know, you Jim, haven't Jimmy seen... Carter. Maybe, maybe Jimmy Carter hasn't looked at one in in ten years. I don't know. Or maybe they're far more involved than they let us know. Well, but, the, but the, my... the Obama political machine is still running. Absolutely. And my point being with this, with the Bloomberg thing, because. Um, Okay, if you're going to still call me a tinfoil hat for saying that um, the Democratic primaries are rigged and fixed, well, I, then, okay, if, you know, I'm sure there's a happy medium between tinfoil hat and sheep, but you're, you're a sheep, bruh. If, <laughs> if, if you're still believing that that system isn't, you know, if you tampered with at the, the very Republican, least. The Republican... Like Jeb Bush was the the party man at the beginning of the 2016 cycle. He right. was one of the first guys out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the, do you do you honestly think the GOP establishment in 2015 and early 2016 wanted anything to do with Donald Trump? He was an interloper. Mm-hmm. He'd ran for office that, before that is under another seems, party's yeah. banner, and you know what? He's he's incredibly popular within the party. What what happened with Donald Trump? I mean, is whether it is pre-planned, so much whether winning. it's whether it's whether it's him playing five D chess underwater, or you know, or whether it was sheer luck. What happened with Donald Trump is that the Republican Party, and they couldn't get out of this, was that they, in essence, became it became a situation where it became the Trump vote and the anti-Trump vote. And the anti-Trump vote was split between 15 dudes. You know, I mean that—that's basically how it went down. Um, if if you believe very that similar, it's all very real. similar things happened to in this cycle for the Democrats. It was the the progressive vote and the the back to normalcy vote. The progressive vote was split 15 ways, and the back to normalcy vote went to Joe Biden. Yeah, I mean, what what I was going to say when I was talking about these, you know, press briefings that they get and security briefings that they get is that what what I think happened, where I think Bloomberg was a bust running, you know, is you know back to to Mike Bloomberg, is that you can call them shadow governments, you can call them many administrations, you can just call them the powers that be within the party. They, they fight amongst themselves as much as they fight with the other party. And if you ask me. I believe, I believed at the time and I believe now, that Mike Bloomberg was the representative of the Clinton faction of the Democratic Party and that Joe Biden was the representative of Obama's faction. These are still major factions that are still functioning hardcore within and then the the Democratic Party behind the scenes and the new progressive faction was everybody else. Yeah, and Obama won. Obama won. I, you know, to be honest, I, I don't think they care about progressive socialist. Uh, you know, I, I don't think they give a shit. 
I really don't. Just like now you see them moving towards Bernie's ideas because they think it's what people want to hear. They didn't ever fear Bernie's ideas. They feared Bernie because he's not part of either of those systems. Bernie and he, was never and he going... had a moderate cult of personality. Right. You know, you, they, they didn't want... They they didn't want the progressive Donald Trump. <laughs> they they don't want they, they don't want Bernie because they can't control Bernie. They they can keep him at bay by buying him houses or you know. Um, I have you know, a cabin like many other Vermonters. Bernie, your cabin is on the coast and it's worth like two right. million dollars. Fuck off. Right. Just just. You and, notice by the way, once he what? became a millionaire, he stopped saying the millionaires and the billionaires, and it just turned into the billionaires. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm sorry. When you write I, a successful, when you write a successful book, uh, you you may make some money. Yeah, Ber Bernie Sanders is is an absolute hypocrite. I'm sorry, it it is that simple. Is that so? And for those people, those Bernie fans out there saying that, uh, well, no, it's not hypocritical because other people make money. No, but they're, that's why it's hypocritical because he's the one preaching against it. But in, in my opinion, really, I, I, in my opinion, and it's not a made up thing, it's a, you know, a fairly educated idea, is that I, I do believe that the, the Obamas won out and, you know, within the inner workings. This the, uh, didn't, they didn't know, win in 2016. Democratic... They didn't win in 2016, but they did this time. No, right, right. I mean, they they won out. They got the support. They um, knew where the bodies were buried. Whatever you you know, however you want to say it, and they positioned themselves. And Obama positioned himself, and or or the people within that part of the uh, that that side or that that mini. Yeah, I, I don't like to use shadow government because I feel like the the thing is tainted, but it's actually a, a great term. It, it actually works, the idea of saying that it is a, a shadow government or a mini government or a, a stateless government perhaps is a good way to, to put it. But, you know, the, the Obama faction of the, of the stateless governments won out, Biden's their guy, and, and he got it. You know, I mean, and and it's evidenced by him calling Mayor Pete and, uh, you know, other people up. And, and obviously promises were made that, you know, Joe Biden's an old man, but he's going to be the head of the party. He's going to be the face of this. And um, your time will come later. And uh, we're going to rock Kamala Harris and we're going to make this, you know, we're, we're going to make this work. I think if the clintons won out behind the scenes then we'd be having this conversation about mike bloomberg because they didn't mike bloomberg is the fool mike bloomberg you know is this guy that just spent too much money and you know he he got his butt kicked but there's things behind the scenes that would have he he would have been kicking the butts instead of getting the butt kicked you know if if the strings were pearl, pulled differently, that, that's all there is to it, you know. He, so he lost. He's the fool. He's he's the big rich dope, who's gonna you know, who's gonna knuckle up and take one on the chin and move forward and and still keep pumping in his cash because he's obviously getting something from it. Yeah. You know. I mean, I mean, and and there's there's part of me that says that looks at Mike Bloomberg. Or others, and says, you know, I mean, I guess he's, he still certainly has that purpose. He's still, he definitely is still motivated to try to accomplish something. I mean, a, a quarter of the way to Mike Bloomberg's wealth, I probably would have bought an island and um, would be, uh, you know, catch, catching rays on, you know, on my private island somewhere, and wouldn't even give a shit with it. <laughs> What all you people are doing, or who you were voting for, just be living the life. But no, not him. He's you know, you can you can call that motivation. You can say that he's going for something greater. You can also say he's power hungry. <laughs> I'm not sure that there's even a difference other than, you know, perception. But 
you know, I, I, so, you know, obviously these guys are getting something. Like, like we, like we led with the show, you know. They wouldn't Money's do it if they, they wouldn't do it if they did. It doesn't grant you rights, so. Okay, so right. we're going to, we're going to wrap, we're going to put a, a quick bow on this, but we're going to talk quickly about, um, case law, essentially the most recent Supreme Court precedent set about, um, campaign finance in general, that being Citizens United versus FEC, commonly known as Citizens United, um, a to summarize, a Republican-ish political action committee wanted to publish a movie detrimental to Hillary Clinton, uh, Hillary Clinton's primary effort uh, right before um, her first attempt at running for president um, and at the time there was a, a law in that would have been passed through Congress uh, beginning speech of a disparaging nature within certain amount of days of uh, a primary general election this would go because they had donated money to a political cause their political action group they weren't allowed to publish this movie because it was in violation of that law well, that was found to be unconstitutional, an unconstitutional undue burden on uh, the First Amendment rights of this group, uh, essentially setting the precedent that political action committees can do what they want. Like it or not, that is that is currently the law of the land. There is still individual contribution limits and reporting requirements when if you or I were to uh, George Organson for president right now. Uh, we would have to, you know, legal name, um, contact information, and who we work for, believe it or not, would have to be disclosed. Our employer would have to be disclosed. Um, or or any other or candidate. Not just Joe Jorgensen. There are, there are individual you, caps. I mean, for, for who your employer is, you can't just, you can't put, like, your mom or no. something. No. That that was that was the the scandal in the uh, you know scandal per se. I didn't even call it a scandal. It's quite frankly, it hasn't gone anywhere because um, it's just a, a a partisan audit. You know, I'm sure there's a plausible explanation for most of it. Um, like when when I write your mom on there, and then they you know they they question it, and I say she employed me last night. Hey, who? Um, no, that doesn't work. It, it, Anyway, that's that's Citizens United. Um, it's not the uh, you you hear a lot of progressives rail against it. Like it, it was the downturn. It allowed money to take over politics. No, it just took like an expert. You know, there was an expiration date on money in politics before. Like there was a there was a blackout date, uh, and it took that away. That's not what, right. You know, the First Amendment allows this fuckhead. Like, quit being a moron. I'm talking about you, young Turks. Anywho, um. <laughs> yeah, right, Young Turks. God, those guys are terrible. I can't believe I watched them for like three months at one point in my life. Anywho, um. <laughs> anything else, man? I, I'm. No, that's. I, I think we nailed it. I certainly don't have anything else to say about PACs and things. I mean, I railed on that earlier. I, I don't know if I ever used the term PACs, but that's exactly what I was talking the, about. The the legal definition is a, is a action po committees. political action committee. Yes. So. Right. Yeah. No. The the in what that's um, I maybe I said that maybe I didn't. I don't remember. But when I was talking about the campaign finance reform and the skip skip boat captains against Kerry and all that stuff, that, that, those the, were those were PACs. Yeah, that was a pack. to the political action. Yeah, to the PACs. PACs do, you know, PACs do not have to disclose, with certain tax statuses, do not have to disclose their funding sources, um, which who knows if the case law will be changed on that here soon because, like, the state of New York is suing the NRA and they're seeing in that lawsuit and discovery donor roles, mm -hmm. which I don't think will be granted. But if it does, like, you know, Anonymous speech is still speech. You still should still be able to say it and not have to put your name on it. And when it, and when it comes to political activity, um, I think things right. would be a lot more civil if you had to. But that doesn't mean you should. Um, and, and the, we'll the we'll see where pack, that goes. Yeah. The the idea of the pack, real quick. I know we're trying to wrap up, but the idea of the pack and why it's bad isn't that the pack is bad. It's this is this was my point about regulation being bad. And it was even George W. Bush's point 
way back when. Again, not somebody who I'm necessarily a huge fan of, but this was the point back then was that PACs only exist because the regulation and the law made them exist. Because some, you know, because what they used to be was outlawed. So you can outlaw the packs if you wish, and then you can give them seventy-two hours to find out the thing that will replace the pack that will be just as bad. That that's why it's dumb. This is why the regulation of it does not work because the pack exists only to very legally, one hundred percent legally, in fact circumvent you know what was what they once were and that is now outlawed so outlaw the pack and the pack will become the you know i i don't know the uh, call it what you will i they, they'll they'll come up with some clever name for it you know 72 hours later they'll come up with the way to do it 75 hours later they're going to come up with a really clever name um you know the uh the, Speech the political action can I yeah whatever you know I mean it'll, I'm sure it'll have some 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 kick ass you know cool. acronym, I'm, like I'm going to steal uh, something from uh, Edward Snowden today in his his Rogan appearance it's you know he, he they talked briefly about um, the conspicuous namings of bills specifically the Patriot Act it, there's nothing patriotic mm -hmm. about what the Patriot Patriot oh, Act did oh my god you know and you know quite frankly you can thing the save the puppies act and you know it'll get passed through congress even though it'll right. be the most draconian thing ever but you, you you're not allowed to bring up the patriot act when we're trying to end a show to me man that, that's 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 a low blow but i'll, I'll just I'll hey <laughs> it's been modified to the usa freedom act and if you don't like it you can get out no i'm kidding that's it's <laughs> terribly awful but anywho that's gonna do it here tonight guys 15 of the uh, we're not, we, we normally would publish on Tuesday. I think that's going to be Wednesday or Thursday most weeks now, just the way it works out for us. So, uh, join us next time. Yeah, same place you found us. Yep, same place you found us this time. We'll be there again. So for, uh, Josh Abdorf, we'll see you all next time.